One morning, just after our mess sergeant friend had left, I heard a jeep drive into our area. We had laced the front of the tent fly so it was open at the lower end, about a foot above the water and mud floor. I figured it was Lieutenant Phillips, as he was about due for his regular visit. We heard splashes as he approached, and then he tried to unlace the tent fly. That's when I yelled out, Get down on your hands and knees and crawl in like we do. During the pause in the activity outside, we heard some muttered curses. I knew Pat was a good sport, so I didn't worry about it. We waited, and pretty soon, an officer's black and gold braid overseas cap appeared. Then his shoulders. Resting on each shoulder tab was a silver eagle. It was a full colonel, a guy just one step away from being a general, on his hands and knees, in the mud and looking for all the world like a wounded bear. He filled the only door opening. Otherwise, I swear I'd have taken off. I yelled, Attention! And as he got up on his feet, we were all standing, rigid as statues, eyes front, or, in my case, quivering. He looked around, and I became aware of just how crappy our little hovel must have looked to him. We were all in G.I. shorts and undershirts. He yelled, who in the hell is in charge of this, this dump? I, uh, I am, sir, I said. I was near fainting. And just who the hell are you? I gave him the standard G.I. answer. Dick, Robert C., Corporal, sir. Well, Corporal, where in the hell are your guards? You're supposed to be guarding the railroad bridge, aren't you? Uh, yes, sir, but... We guard it only during the hours of darkness, sir, that is. I see. Well, that's all changed now. You will post guards on it twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, Sir, begging the colonel's pardon, but my orders are to guard it during the hours of darkness only, sir. Uh Uh-huh. Well, Corporal, you now have new orders, or didn't you understand what I just told you? The four of us were still standing at attention, the colonel never having given us an at-ease order. "'Yes, sir. I understand what you said, but I can only take orders from my commanding officer.' "'And who is your commanding officer, Corporal?' responded the colonel most sarcastically. Uh, "'Well, sir, he's Lieutenant Phillips. uh, Pat Phillips. uh, Second Lieutenant Phillips, that is, sir.' Okay, and where is this commanding officer? I want very much to talk to him. Meantime, you might as well prepare to resume guard duty 24 hours a day. You'll hear from me very soon, Corporal. I gave him Pat's phone number, which he proceeded to copy down into a small pocket notebook. He then got down on his hands and knees and gave us a view of his majestic butt as he squished through the mud on the way out. As soon as we heard his jeep engine start, we all relaxed, sat down on our cots, and everyone looked at me. I had just refused a full colonel's orders. Oh, my God! I knew then just how an accused person must feel when the foreman says, Guilty. I dressed as fast as I could and was up on the highway in nothing flat. I hailed an army jeep and got a ride to the main entrance of Camp Roberts. I walked inside and saw that the provost marshal had an office right there. I went in and explained that I was in charge of the railroad bridge guard detail, and I had to phone my CO right away. The sergeant on duty showed me a phone I could use, and I dialed Pat's number. It rang a couple of times, 
and I heard him say, Lieutenant Phillips speaking. I said, Pat, we are in a world of shit. I mean that really, really deep stuff. A pause, and then, Is that you, Corporal Dick? I said, You know it's me. This is no time to be funny. I just had a visit from a full bird colonel, and he's as mad, well, you'll see. I mean, he's really pissed off. He'll be contacting you any minute now. Phillips asked me what I had done this time, and I gave him a full accounting of the situation, including the get-down-on-your-hands-and-knees thing.